Welcome to It's All Journalism. My name is Michael O'Connell, and happy Thanksgiving to those of you who are celebrating the holiday this week. This is sort of a midweek podcast. It's a uh, phone conversation I had with Stephanie Forshee, a young journalist. Stephanie and her friend and colleague, Rosie Downey, are writing a book about journalism uh, in other news, Reporters on Reporting. When I first heard about this project, I thought, hey, I should have one of them in because this sounds a lot like what we do. We, we, we talk to journalists about the way they do their jobs. And I thought, here's a young journalist early in her career um, doing something, you know, sort of outstanding. And, and I wanted to sort of draw attention to that. Uh, she and Rosie are running a Kickstarter for this project. They're uh, just over halfway there. You can find out about it uh, online by uh, Googling in other news. Um, I'll also have the, uh, the link on our website if you want to support this very worthy project about journalism. And uh, we are going to have a regular weekly podcast, but this time we're going to be posting it on a Friday morning. It's an interview that Amber Healy and I did with Jan Schaefer of the J-Lab. She and several of her colleagues uh, have written about crowdsourcing for a Tau Center report. It's a great little interview, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Check back later this week for that interview. But in the meantime, here's my conversation with Stephanie Forshee. Sort of tell us a little bit about the book. Sure, of course. So it's called In Other News, Reporters on Reporting. And so far we have, well, we've interviewed uh, 12 journalists, and they're from all different types of beats and backgrounds. We have, you know, someone from NPR, uh, so that's the radio person. We've got newspaper folks and digital folks. We have, you know, Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, um, you know, someone previously with the Seattle Times. And then we have uh, new media. We've got a reporter from BuzzFeed, as well as a documentarian. So all types of different types of journalists, you know, that both aspiring journalists and working journalists, you know, can learn from as well as, you know, just kind of see what they're up to. And I think it's neat just to see what other journalists are doing, really. Uh, are, are there any names that we would recognize among the people you've interviewed? Michael Barron's is one of the most notable. He uh, won the Pulitzer in 2012 for investigative reporting. He's now with the Chicago Tribune. Carrie Lozano, she's a, uh, she creates documentaries. Um, she won a Student Academy Award as well as she was nominated for just the regular Academy Award for documentary filmmaking. Uh, in terms of other names, I mean, we think that everybody is great. I'm not sure how oh, yeah. well. uh, recognizable each person is, but we've got Kendall Taggart from BuzzFeed. She's also a data investigative reporter. She used to be with the Center for Investigative Reporting. Uh, Mara Leverett wrote Devil's Knot, which is about the West Memphis Three case, and she's uh, done some similar investigations throughout the years. So why did you decide to do this? What inspired you? A few years ago, I... Well, at the time, you know, at this point, I've been in journalism for about five or six years, but I came up with the idea a few years ago. So I'd only been reporting for, you know, two years or so at the time. And I was still, you know, pretty new at reporting and was wishing there was some sort of book to, you know, just hear about other people's stories. And of course, there are, you know, several memoirs out there uh, from, you know, some of the greatest journalists, you know, Walter Conkite, of course, comes to mind. 
you know, and those are, you know, wonderful tools, but I just kind of wanted a snippet of, you know, you know, how certain journalists, you know, got to where they are in their career. How did they start out? Um, how did they, you know, get their first job and kind of work their way up? That was my um, main thinking at the time. And also just, uh, I think, you know, naturally for every reporter, they question, you know, whether they want to focus on, you know, radio, whether they want to focus on print, if they want to pursue newspapers or magazines, you know, there's kind of this uh, road that everyone has to go through, you know, as they're a beginning reporter and, you know, transitioning uh, with every, you know, career move that they have. There are all these decisions to make, you know, what beat do I want to be covering? Um, So these were the types of questions that I found myself asking a couple of years ago and, you know, still today as well. But um, that was the thinking, you know, I just wanted to hear from a lot of different journalists and be able to read about them in one place. And I thought it was something that would really be beneficial for students to have because I didn't see at the time that there was, you know, a book like this. I felt like it filled a need for sure. It would be a good resource for somebody maybe who's just fresh out of uh, uh, J school or maybe, you know, pretty, pretty new to the profession. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that that's mainly who we're going to be targeting. I think that that this is the best resource for someone, you know, at that level. Uh, But at the same time, I mean, I, you know, just kind of going through this process and interviewing the journalists that I have, you know, um, Rosie and I divided it pretty evenly. But, you know, just the people that I've interviewed and have also interviewed for my website previous uh, uh, to this book, you know, I... I've learned so much. I mean, even if it's just a little nugget of information, you know, it's, oh, okay, that's really cool to see how they approach this story or, oh, I wouldn't have thought to, you know, use this person as a resource or, you know, whatever it is. So I think that, you know, surprisingly, I think people who are even further along in their career, I think would be interested in this just because, I mean, I think it's, you know, something cool to see. I mean, uh, I was at an IRE conference actually this past weekend here in Seattle and, you know, I mean, people are still learning. You know, they're the people who were presenting workshops and have, you know, won Pulitzers and awards for their investigations. I mean, they were still, you know, really learning from these other reporters. So I I think it's a continuing education type of thing. Um, so I wouldn't limit it just to say university students or anything like that, but it definitely it would be a great tool for them. Well, and, and I guess also the whole process is is sort of a learning experience for you as well, I guess is kind of what you're yeah. saying. that mm-hmm. uh, the, and, and the other thing about it is, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is, you know, I, I really, I really admired people who go out and, and do things themselves that uh, this is the, the, both of you are raising money uh, through a Kickstarter uh, to to mm-hmm. pay for the publication of this book, so yeah. t- talk a little bit about that. How can people sort of uh, help you to to uh, make this make this project happen? I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, it is something we're doing uh, completely ourselves. You know, it's outside of our own work hours. You know, setting up interviews with people, and it's been, I guess, a, a second job for us um, in terms of how people can support us. I mean. Uh, just by pledging to buy the book is certainly one way to do it. And we have, you know, various prizes. We have a couple of extra things aside from just, you know, um, directly buying the book. You know, there's an ebook and paperback version. 
Then we've got, you know, a, a lunch with Jeff Edgers, who's a uh, national arts reporter for the Washington Post. That would be for Boston residents. You know, lunch and visiting a museum with him. Then we have a webinar with Mara Leverett for investigative reporters. So there are a few different things. I mean, I think that would definitely be interesting for, you know, any journalist. Uh, but, yeah, that's a a uh, sure way to uh, support the project, as well as, you know, if you're involved with any journalism associations or, you know, you're, you want to reach out to your alma mater, things like that, if, you know, you think that they would uh, like to read this or include this in their classes uh, at your uh, school that you're attending or previously attending, that would be very helpful as well. So uh, how can people uh, contribute to the Kickstarter? Well, I mean, just by signing on to Kickstarter, if they don't have an account already, uh, it's it's a pretty simple process. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what, where where can they find you on Kickstarter? I guess is the question. Yes, it's in the journalism category, and we're actually a Kickstarter staff pick, so it's it's pretty uh, easy to find. You just look up in other news reporters on reporting, um, and it should show up. It's one of the featured new and noteworthy projects. So if you go to the journalism category, it's pretty easy to navigate from there. And how much are you trying to raise and and by when? Sure. We're trying to raise $5,000 by December 11th. And we launched about five days ago, I believe. And uh, last I checked today, we were right at um, almost 33%. So we've raised a third of the funds so far just in five days. But uh, which is wonderful, and we're so thankful. Uh, but we recognize that we still have quite a bit of work to do and a lot of people to reach out to. So, But we're excited what we've done so far. So why did you choose Kickstarter? Why did you want to go this way? For a couple of reasons. I mean, I think, number one, you know, just it's an easy way to spread the word. You know, people can easily access it versus, you know, if we just had our own website that doesn't really involve anyone just yet. We kind of wanted it to be, kind of get that message out there about pre-orders. So the book, the book is going to be available in February. So we're still a few months out, but we kind of wanted to get the word out there, you know, so people can start ordering this now, as well as, I mean, it, it's honestly, I mean, we want people to uh, help contribute uh, so that we can actually raise the funds up front. As well as, you know, if we see that people are interested in this, I mean, that kind of tells us there is a market for this and we should, you know, it kind of affirms what we're doing and kind of gives us a guide of, you know, who we should reach out to in the next few months, you know, people we might have missed through the Kickstarter. But either way, I mean, I think it's been beneficial because we've, you know, been in touch with a lot of organizations and people that we wouldn't have otherwise uh, known about and they wouldn't have known about us. So So how did did you choose the people that you were going to interview? That came about, you know, various, (laughs) yeah, there were a lot of uh, different uh, qualities that we were looking for in reporters. You know, it was partially, you know, just reporters that we were aware of uh, from, you know, just awards that they've received and impacts that they've made. So Michael Barron's, for instance, uh, he he's the one I mentioned. You know, he has a Pulitzer. Uh, well, actually, he has he received the award in 2012, but, I mean, he was a finalist twice before in his career. So, I mean, he's done some pretty uh, amazing stories. And, you know, besides the actual 
award and prize for that. I mean, it was rewarded because of such uh, impact that his work has made. And just a few years ago, you know, he uh, did a story about methadone and its impact in Washington State, actually. That's when he was with the Seattle Times. And their investigation, I mean, led to actual change uh, with the legislature here. Um, You know, this was a it's now a last resort pill, you know, something that was being, it was kind of a first choice uh, pill and it was leading to actual deaths. And, you know, his investigation uh, revealed that. So, you know, that's uh, quite an impact, you know, for journalism to have. Not everyone uh, has something like that, but, you know, we wanted people in radio. Um, Sonari Glinton is from NPR and he just really uh, stuck out to me just because he, I don't know, he has, he's got a great personality and he covers business uh, and automotive. And so I've been uh, following his work for a few years anyways, because I previously covered uh, automotive, automotive as well. You know, so things like that. Um, others were brought to our attention, you know, just from recommendations. You know, we wanted the group to be as diverse as possible. Um, we wanted print, radio, digital, and TV, but also we were looking at, you know, we wanted females, we wanted males, we wanted people from different geographic locations. So Gilbert Bailon, for instance, he is uh, with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and, you know, it's a his coverage actually was wonderful. I mean, this past year, they were obviously took the lead on the Ferguson, Missouri coverage. And, you know, he, he was a great leader and, you know, kind of led his newsroom through this crazy time when, you know, national media was coming to St. Louis, uh, when, you know, sometimes the, the states in the, you know, the Midwest, basically, if you're not on one of the big coasts, if you're not in L.A. or D.C. or New York, you know, sometimes those journalists are overlooked. So we wanted to definitely make sure that we were, um, you know, recognizing journalists from the middle of the country as well. So there were a lot of different factors that went into choosing the group that we did. So how many interviews have you done up to this point, your, your, you yourself? actually interviewed seven people and Rosie interviewed the other five. So all the interviews have taken place already. I mean, we're just at this point, we're really weeks away from finishing the actual manuscript. Oh, wow. Yeah. So at this point, you know, we already have our editor all set uh, to begin in December. So, I mean, we really are hopefully on track for this. February delivery of the book. Wow, that's great. That's uh, you made some really great progress on it. And so, uh, of this, you. you know, you, you talk to seven people. You go into this project. You, you know, as you're talking to them, are you are you sort of gaining some sort of impressions, or is it sort of changing your thinking as you're talking to them at all? I mean, just in terms of how I would do things differently as well, a reporter. You yeah. Mean? Yeah, I mean that's part of what the project is is that you're 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 getting these conversations to, to people to talk about the way they do their jobs, the way they've covered particular stories. Is it sort of, you know what type yeah. of impression has that made on you, I guess? Yeah, I mean it's it's really made a difference to me. I mean, ultimately I would, you know, I would love to um be an investigative reporter, so it's been great talking to people like Mara Leverett and, you know, Kendall Tagger. One of the things I mean, just as an example of a a small lesson that I learned, you know, talking to Kendall Taggart from BuzzFeed, 
she she mentioned, you know, sometimes in interviews when you're working on these uh, large special projects that are over the course of several months or even, you know, a year or more, people like to you know, get all the, dig up all the information that they can. And then when they have that confrontational interview, you know, the person that uh, is kind of the gotcha interview, I guess, you know, she, one of the things that she highlighted to me is that you really should go to that person, you know, the person who's not um, likely going to look good in this uh, story, if it's, you know, about their organization, something they're doing wrong, or that uh, this individual, um, you know, if they're guilty of fraud, or, you know, whatever it is, if that subject is the person who's not going to be painted probably in the best light from this uh, investigation, you know, you should really go on and talk to them earlier rather than later, and just you know, because it it does make a difference to them. You know, if you go up to them and say, oh, we've talked to this person, this person, and this person. I mean, they've probably heard about the investigation already, so they feel like you're just kind of making a courtesy call rather than wanting to actually speak to them and hear their side of the story. And so that was something that made, you know, a difference to me, and I had never really thought about it that way. So, that, you know, that's just one example. Yeah, not ambushing people. Per se, right? Exactly. Exactly. It, it, in the uh, long run, it makes for a better type of story. I mean, in terms of, of other examples, I mean, there, are, you know, it's it's really great to hear from everyone. But you know, the another focus of our story also is, you know, when you're reading each chapter and when you're reading about every journalist, you're, you know, you kind of get the message also that every reporter is different. So as much as you want to try to copy some of the things that these people are doing, I mean, it really, you know, you have to gauge what is right for you. Something that comes to mind there is um, Rosie actually interviewed Christina Bellantoni, who is a She's the assistant managing editor of politics for the Los Angeles Times. Um, she's that's a fairly new role for her, but you know she was talking about how she had made some cold calls, you know, early in her career, and basically said, uh, <laughs> you know, she called up an editor and said, "Hi, I'm Christina Bellantoni, and I just got a judge thrown off the bench, and that's why you should hire me." And you know, kind of uh, scrolled off. Uh, her resume, you know, so that's probably not something that every editor would respond to or, you know, would be the perfect situation or scenario for uh, everyone looking for a job. But, you know, there, those things are just kind of inspiring to hear um, how other reporters have done it. You know, some are more aggressive than others and some that works out, some it doesn't. So that's yeah. the good part, too, is that, you know, you don't have to be this stereotypical reporter. I don't know what the stereotype would be, but, you know, there's no one thing that you have to be in order to be a successful reporter. I mean, everybody that we've interviewed is uh, very different personality-wise, as well as, you know, just how they've approached stories and whatnot. You've you've talked a little bit about the people that you interviewed. Uh, You've talked a little bit about the types of stories they've done and some of the the lessons that you've got, you've been able to glean from it. Is there any particular story or, or it, you don't have to tell me what the story is because I don't want you to give everything mm-hmm. away, but is there, is there some, uh-huh. some, something element that, that you can't wait for people to see or, or, or read? Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully they'll be excited about the, the entire book. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I, you know, something that I think is really fascinating is actually Terry McCarthy. Um, he 
was a uh, foreign war correspondent for many years. I mean, I want to say about uh, roughly three decades. And, you know, just that's something that, you know, I've never personally uh, been compelled to actually go overseas and cover war. But, I mean, I know that a lot of people do have an interest in that. And I think that his story is really compelling about how it, you know, the role of a foreign war correspondent has really changed over the years. Uh, Obviously, we've seen in the past year or two, you know, that it's a very dangerous uh, role to be in. But, you know, he talks about the other elements and, you know, just kind of, it's a different type of reporting and you're relying on people in a different way because, I mean, it's a matter of safety uh, versus, you know, just wanting to create a fair story that's, you know, hard enough to get both both parties on the phone and things like that. But, I mean, it's, yeah, his story is really fascinating. It's one of the ones that sticks out to me. So, so, so what's next for you, for you guys? You're hoping to, to wrap up the Kickstarter in, in early December and uh, the book will be out on Fe- in February. Is that when people, people can start looking for it? Yes, exactly. Um, and you know, hopefully everyone will contribute to the Kickstarter and kind of get their book orders in that way. Um, but, you know, from there, we'll have updates um, both on the Kickstarter page and on our website at InsideOtherNews.com and kind of keep people posted on how they can order the book from there. Because, I mean, it will be available on Amazon eventually and Barnes & Noble, but this will be the, the best way to get it, uh, one of the first copies, I guess. Now, now we've we've been talking mostly about about the book and, and uh, the Kickstarter and everything. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk uh, uh, for a couple of minutes about you. Now, you mm-hmm. you say that you've been been a, a journalist for about five years. Um, mm-hmm. You know what what's what's been your journalist journey at this point? Right. Um, well, I mean, I started out in a kind of different way than others do. I mean, I'm learning more and more that not everybody just, you know, majors in journalism and gets a job right out of school. But with me, I originally went to school for music and theater and was living in New York. And journalism was something that was just really in the back of my mind of something that I had always wanted to do and, you know, possibly try to pursue. But I guess, I mean, it's probably been about, you know, six years or so now. You know, I, I I was living in LA at the time and I decided maybe I will, you know, take a couple of classes uh, for journalism and see if it is something that I really do want to pursue. Um, and that was really one of the best decisions that I've ever made uh, because it's something, obviously, you know, I'm writing this book and it's the career that I've chosen, you know, it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, at the time, I think, you know, honestly, I, I really lucked out. I was able to meet some great people. And in L.A., you know, they definitely want entertainment and arts coverage uh, just to, at about every, you know, publication that's around there. So I was able to get some really great internships to start. Um, and although I don't cover entertainment uh, at all anymore, I'm more of a business reporter at this point. It was, you know, it was the way that I got my foot in the door. And I think that more and more journalists are kind of finding themselves in that position. You know, they were in finance and then somehow uh, became a finance journalist. You know, um, they're taking their expertise and creating, you know, that as their door to get into. And it worked out for me. So um, I have, so I, 
I started out doing that in L.A. and, you know, just kind of built my resume from there and worked at a couple of public uh, publications in the Los Angeles area with business. And I moved up to Seattle um, about a year and a half ago. And I am now, I just accepted recently a uh, position in New York. So I, I started that job and just working remotely at this point. So um, and I'll be with? making that move next month. Uh, that's with American Lawyer Media. Uh, oh, so I'm working with Inside Counsel Magazine. So, yeah, any legal affairs or lawsuit uh, stories dealing with any uh, big corporations or, or small businesses for that matter. But Coming up with a, a book, was, was there any consideration that was like, oh, this was it like really like a strategy thing? Like, oh, this is this would be good for my career or was it just something that you just wanted to do? I mean, it, that was not my thought at the beginning, for sure. Um, I think as a result of this, I mean, not that it's directly impacted my career, but I mean, just it has, you know, I guess kept me learning and kept me actively, you know, engaged with various types of people. But I mean, it's not anything like I interviewed this journalist uh, at the Wall Street Journal, and now they're asking me to come over uh -huh. uh, and work for them. So nothing like that. But I mean, I, you know, I really set out just to, you know, in the very beginning, it was just really to help other people, because I thought that there was a, a need for this type of book in the market. And I knew that by interviewing the journalist, it would help me as well, of course. So yeah, it wasn't really a career changing move, just but it, although it has helped me, uh, yeah. to learn a lot and see a lot of different perspectives about the field. Yeah, that's one of the nice things about talking to people in your field is it sort of uh, expands your 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 own perce perception about what you can do and, and what possibilities are out there uh, for your career. Mm -hmm. um, but, exactly. Yeah, well, this has been great, and, and, I, and I want to wish you luck in this Kickstarter. And, and again, what, what's the name of the book? What's the name of the Kickstarter? Again, so people can find sure. it. So you want to, when you go to kickstarter.com, they have the journalism category and you'll be looking for our book in other news, Reporters on Reporting by Stephanie Forshe and Rosie Downey. Yeah. And, I'll, and you can also visit insideothernews.com. And, and I'll make sure there's a link to that uh, with this uh, podcast. Uh, this has been really great. Uh, I wish you a lot of luck, Thank Stephanie. You. And, uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I look forward to reading this book when it comes out. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the changing state of digital news. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. You can also download episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at All Journalism. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening. <laughs>